Yeah, hello. Hi, I'm Jacob Bryson, and this is where I came from. Oh, pretty good. Jacob, yes, how are you doing? There's one thing that every person has, no matter who they are, and that is a history. All of the choices people made and the things that had to happen so that you could exist. I thought I would explore this through talking to my family. I'm not a celebrity, nor is anyone else in my family. My life is not of any particular public interest, so why should you listen to this? I don't really know. I just hope it will inspire you to have similar conversations with your own loved ones because I know it was incredibly rewarding for me. Anyways, let's start with talking to... My dad's mom, Helen Bryson. Hello. She was born in 1934. Yes, I was born uh, June the 12th, 1934. In her family's home. I was born in the farmhouse out on uh, the town line between Brook and Warwick Townships. And um, we didn't have any hydro or any running water. She's the last one in my close family from her generation. You know, I guess over the years... You do kind of forget, I mean, in a way, you know, you remember some things really stick with you, but then Alma, my sister, you know, she's gone now, and I said, there's lots of times I wish I could call her and ask her, you know, about something, but you don't, can't do that anymore, so it's, I guess I'm kind of the only one that's really left on my side to, you know, everybody else is pretty well gone, so... Anyway, I hope I'm telling you the truth, that's all. <laughs> she grew up on a farm in southern Ontario where they produced a lot of their own food. Yes, yes, uh-huh. We we had a had our own uh, beef and pork and and chickens, like young chickens that we used for fryers to, you know, to cook chicken, so we didn't buy any meat at all. And uh, we had our own... Um, like a neighbor used to come and they would, I can remember our mother got her in, us inside when they'd kill a pig because she didn't want us seeing all this stuff, you know. But it was, um, uh, I mean, quite self-sufficient in that way. And, and uh, a beef cattle, uh, a cow would, or a beef animal would go to market and, uh, or not market, but I forget where, just where it went, but they would, uh, kill it then, and then we had that for beef. And our chickens, um, our hens, we had laying hens too, so we had eggs. And, and we had, I think, one Jersey cow, and it didn't have a dairy or anything like that. It was just a couple of cows to milk for milk, you know. And and then we used to get um, make cream in a little hand churn, or make a butter, I mean, in a little hand churn and churn it to make butter and and then put the, well, we didn't have hydra, then we put the butter in a, a crock, uh, one of those pickling crocks, a heavy thing downstairs in the basement on the cement floor, and, and that's where it kept cool. And I can remember my mother making cream puffs, and they were so good, and she used to whip the cream, you know, right? I mean, we got saved it from the, the cows when we milked them. And uh, then we only had them in the winter, though, because she'd set the pan out in the snow on the veranda and, and it'd be keep cool out there with the cream, with the cream in them. <laughs> I can still remember that, you know. 
I guess nothing came along and ate them. I think we ate them up fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were good. Yeah. And we had a um, a garden always, too. I think most people did. Well, most, a lot do yet even, you know, they like a garden. But we had one peach tree and one pear tree, and we had strawberries of our own. And I can still taste them, too. They were so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were really good. But as I said, like, my dad, you know, did cash crop farming, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. Uh, he planted oats and wheat and corn and, and uh, you know, just... Uh, so basically, I guess in those days, you lived more or less off the land, didn't you? It was a surprisingly different time for being less than a century ago. When she was young, there wasn't even electricity on the farm. Yes, yes, and then we did have a washing machine with a motor on it, you know, a gas-powered motor. And uh, I said every time, every wash day, like the smell of the gas fumes would be through the house, I can remember. I guess that was kind of dangerous, too, in a way, when you think of it. They also used to take a horse into town. We had a horse, and uh, we used to go to town with a horse and cutter. <laughs> we had a big buffalo robe that we put over us to keep us warm. So that was quite an experience, too. And then there was a big uh, barn, like in town, that they tied the you know the horses up there. And, and you went and did your bit of shopping that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Seems like a totally separate world from the way that I grew up. It was quite an interesting life. And a much smaller life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people in those days, because you didn't get that far. I mean, you know, I was just thinking the other day, well, somebody said to me about traveling, and I said, well, you know, if we got to London or Sarnia, we thought we were really going places. Times are quickly changing, though, as technology advanced. I can't remember the year, too, that my dad bought the first Ford tractor. It was a gray color, and it was, you know, a small tractor. It wasn't that big. And then he he got a combine. I wish I could remember these dates, Jacob, but I can't remember the years. That he um, went behind the tractor. He pulled it with the tractor. She was an ambitious young student when she started attending her one-room school. We went to a one-room schoolhouse down the road, and I think there were eight going to school, eight kids, <laughs> you know. And uh, there were three of us. I remember Alma and I were in the same grade because I wanted to start the school when she did. And, of course, then there wasn't a law that you couldn't. So I didn't get any credit for it, but I went from Easter to uh, Midsummer with a neighbor of ours that was teaching, And then in um, the fall, I started in, but we started in grade one then. We didn't, there was no kindergarten or anything, you know. So anyway, uh, but, uh, but we uh, did, we had to walk then and two of us went in pairs and got water for the school too, because they didn't, there was no water at the school, no well there, what I mean, and went to the neighbors, and sometimes we didn't have much water left in the pail by the time we got back, <laughs> you know, carrying it. And then uh, we, they, I remember if we went when they had apples on their tree, we used to snitch a few apples. They were so good and bring them back and eat them. And and um, 
but it was, you know, quite interesting too. We had a good group at school. <laughs> we had the same teacher for seven years when we went. She then moved on to the larger local high school. Yes, the, the Watford uh, High School. It's well been built on to, and it's the East Lampton Secondary School now, but it's um, uh, like it's a lot bigger than it used to be. I think there were 200 and some students when we first started high school, and that was a big area it took in, too, so that was the amount that went then. Mm -hmm. We went there for five years to high school, and then we went to... uh, Teachers College in London. And during this time, she met my grandpa, Clayton. Well, he just lived out north of Watford, so we just, um, I don't know, I guess through sometimes, you know, used to go to those old-time dances, and I think it was through that that we kind of (laughs) met. You know, that was how we uh, got together. Then Alma got married in 1950. Let me see, 1954. And uh, Grandpa and I got married, your Grandpa, in 1955. Once they were married, my Grandma started teaching at a schoolhouse. Well, it was a one-room school, too, uh, Jacob. My Grandpa worked in construction. Oh, he worked in construction most of his life. And they started having kids. Well, Bonnie was born in 57. Yeah, and then... uh, Terry was born in 62, and your dad was born in 66. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So in 1966, my dad was born, and I was one step closer to existing. We'll get into my dad's life in a later episode. For now, I want to tell the story of my other side of the family through my grandma on my mom's side, Rhea Rops. Hello. She was born in 1941. My birthday is January 5th, uh, 1941. Though not in Canada like my dad's parents. In Hilve, in the Netherlands. She was, like my grandma Bryson, born in her family's home. I was on all birth in, in uh, those days, especially in Holland. But life in Europe in the 40s had one large difference from Canada. Well, I remember uh, a, few, a few things in the war. My, you know, saddest memory, and uh, I should almost say biggest memory is of the war, is that uh, we had... Uh, an 18-year-old uh, well, young man, I guess, um, living with us and helping on the farm. It was like a hired hand. And at the liberation, um, we we all went down the basement, and he wanted to stay up and watch what was going on. And he saw that, like, we lived close to a small airport, and it was on fire, and he kept telling us, you know, come on up, it's, you know, to watch this. And my parents didn't, and then they somebody we, we think somebody saw him in front of the window, and they blew in that part part of the house, and they they I remember you know they killed him. That's I it was very dramatic, so that's one thing I can remember. And I remember I'm not sure whether the the, the Canadians or the English soldiers that were in our house, and my brother John and I we you know they were well. They had they had tables set up and they were having meals and I remember them you know and giving us white bread and jam and I see it through a, you know a kid's story like a kid's life because I was only a kid 
And those are basically, that, that was basically, you know, those are my memories from the standout, a couple of them. My grandma Rops also comes from a very devoted religious family, which along with school and farm work made her childhood very busy. Believe it or not, we would be up early in the morning and be at 7 o'clock mass and go home and have breakfast, because in those days you didn't eat before you went to church, have breakfast and then be in school by, by 8.30. And I remember, you know, uh, helping milk the, milk the cows by hand. I remember we grew potatoes, and in the fall we, we would have to uh, gather, like, well, gather the potatoes after they were, you know, um, taken out of the ground and we picked them up. Um, I, but I remember having fun, too. Like, we, um, we lived beside our cousins. We grew up together. And then, when my grandma was still a child? Well, I was 11 years old and we moved in 1952. Her family moved to Canada. Um, yeah, I, I remember... My uh, my uncle Tony, who lived next door, we, my dad and Uncle Tony always farmed. They kind of farmed together. And uncle Tony was going to go. He talked about Australia. He talked about New Zealand. He talked about Brazil. And I know my mother was not going to go, you know, to any places. But then, I think about a year or so before we left, they started in Canada. And because my mother had several cousins in Canada, she would go to Canada. It's not always a smooth trip. I still remember going on the boat and taking off and being on the ocean on a army ship. It was pretty rough, pretty rough ride for a couple of days or sailing. The, with no stabilizers, the front end went up high and then it went down and then the back end went up. And my dad, <laughs> he, how, what did he call it? Um, like a wild horse. And making a life in Canada was not easy? My family lived in Park Hill, and, um, well, to basically, we came here, and you, you might not believe this, but my mom and dad had $150. That's all the money they had. So anyway, the first summer, um, I was 11. My brother John turned 13 in June, and we would follow, we would go with my dad to hold sugar beets. And if, if you could uh, hold... One acre a day, you would get fifteen dollars. So we we worked and we we worked from sun up till sundown. We were in the field, and then later on, when the sugar beets were done, we went to different farmers, and they used to pick beans by hand, like green beans, yellow beans, and we did that. And I'm not sure exactly how much money we were making there, but we had to go. Like John and I had to go with that all the time. And we had a, I think we had an acre of cucumbers that the house we rented was on a farm, and I think we got an acre for cucumbers, and we picked cucumbers, the family. And, you know, then my dad, like, he basically worked on farms, you know, trying to, you know, he, he had to support a family. So as time, and the year, we were stayed in that house for a year, and then we moved, my dad rented the farm, and that's, were well, I think he rented that for about from fifty three to sixty about seven years, seven eight years, basically, you know we had to milk cows by hand and work in the field and and well, we had to help as kids, 
Well, I was supposed to go to school, but I was home three days out of the five helping my mother because she got pregnant from my brother Harry. And, you know, it was all washing by hand or with a ring of washing. Like, there was a lot of work that had to be done by hand, and there was still, there was Case, Uncle Case and Uncle Uncle Bao. I think they were three, one and three, I think, by then. So that, you know, everybody, there was a lot of, a lot of washing to do. Had to help with that, and I had basically had to help with the housework. So then, um, when I was 14, I was working in London. I was working in Brescia Hall, and I was working in the kitchen there. And I was there for probably about a year, and then I, 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 I came back home again. I had to come home and basically my brother John and my dad got a a job in town at the creamery and I had to stay home to finish off the chores in the barn and do stuff like that. Because then all the money that we made all went to my parents. Never got any of that. So between John and, and my dad, they could make more money than I could in London. Because I think I was working there for $50 a month. Then the next summer, my brother John and I, we worked in the bog, like out in the field, and we we were staying at a place that, like, for and we had room and board there for the whole summer till and then in the fall, work till the, you know till the crops were off. So after that, I think I must have been probably about sixteen. I worked in Mount St. Joseph for a couple of years, like also in the kitchen, the bakery. Because I, you know, I worked in the bakery for probably about two years, and then I got kind of tired. And then I went from there. I went to Setford, and I was I was a nanny for about three years and looked after two kids, and did the housework there and the cooking and all that. Although there was a lot of work to be done, it doesn't mean they didn't get a chance to have fun. You know, I think kids had more fun those days. You went to the dance, you dance, you talk. It was socializing. And, you know, that's where you met the people. Now, I don't think that happens anymore. And during one of these fun dances where you would meet the people, my grandma met my grandpa, Ben. Oh, <laughs> you really want to know. Actually, the first time I met your grandpa was in Park Hill. I was only 15. And we met at a dance. And I don't know, somehow I think Uncle John and, and Grandpa knew, well, they knew of each other and we were talking and your grandpa spotted me, and he asked my brother, who is that? And he said, that's my sister. So he came over, over, and he says, do you want to have a dance? And I said, sure. And we talked, and that's the first time I met him. But it didn't kick off right away. And I don't think I met him till maybe six months later in London at a dance. And we kind of talked. We didn't really go out, but we did a lot. We kind of, we kind of stuck together that night. And I'm not sure. After that, yeah, we in those days, if well, my parents wouldn't let me see a boy for sure. That was not a, in those days. They were not too happy if I, you know if I had a boyfriend. So anyway, we kind of. And when you were 16, you can go to the regular dances. And I think it was a dance in Strathroy about every two weeks. And I saw him there every two weeks, but we never talked in between or anything because you didn't do that. 
there's no, well, there was phones, but it cost too much money to phone each other. So anyway, we saw each other at the dance, I think for, anyway, it, you know, that's how it started. And they dated for quite a while before they were married? Yeah, we, we dated for six years. So then in 1962, um, your grandpa and I got married. And from there we moved to, we lived in Poplar Hill for about four, four and a half years till 1967. And like uh, Marty and Marianne were born in, while we lived in Poplar Hill, and I was pregnant for your mom when we moved to the farm in 67 in, in the spring. The year my mom was born, they moved to the farm that all of my earliest memories of my grandparents took place. And it seems like they had an amazing life together on the farm. More on that next week, when we talk to my mom. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Where I Came From. It was so interesting to me to hear stories of what growing up in such a different time was like, and I gained a lot from the conversations that I had with my grandmothers for this episode. I encourage you to have similar conversations with your own family. I'm Jacob Bryson. And once again, thanks for listening.